I'm Arya Cohen, and this is Daf Shui, Weekly Daf. Give me 40 minutes or so, and I'll give you a daf or so. Here we are back in the Beit Midrash in the closet, coming off of the Thanksgiving weekend. Hope you enjoyed any way you did or did not celebrate. Here at Daf Shui, we both remember that basically Thanksgiving is the anniversary of the beginning of the genocide of Native Americans, starting with the Wampanoag in Massachusetts land and uh, going on for centuries. Still going on. Right now, there's a Supreme Court case about Native American sovereignty, tribal sovereignty in this country. So here I sit on unceded Tangva land, and uh, we have to do way better to resurrect and repair Native sovereignty in this country. And uh, at the same time, we fulfilled the obligations of uh, Thanksgiving. We uh, went on a hike, and by that I mean we went on a stroll in a place that there were no sidewalks. We uh, watched Die Hard. Yes, I know, it's both a Thanksgiving and a Christmas movie. I will dig my heels in on that. And we also listened to American Tune, which is the new Paul Simon Rhiannon Giddens version, and Alice's Restaurant. We even watched the Alice's Restaurant movie. Great period piece. So now we're ready to go almost at Hanukkah. Almost at Hanukkah, pretty amazing. Starting December. Okay, so we are just about at winter and here in Los Angeles, we are dragging the firewood from the backyard and wondering, why are we dragging the firewood from the backyard? It's Los Angeles. But anyway, here at Daf Shrui, here in our comfy little Beit Midrash in the closet, we try to bring you the highest quality Daf Shrui programming available on this site. We so appreciate your being here with us, pulling up a chair to our imaginary table, and joining in the centuries-old process of asking the question, what were the rabbis thinking? So now we are asking for you, if you are able, to be partners in this venture by going to our Patreon page, which is located on the podcast page and becoming card-carrying members of the Beit Midrash, Cards not included. Remember, we are not one of those corporate Dafshui outfits. We're more of a rickety storefront Stiebel Dafshui. Thank you so much. Who's Daf? Okay, we're gonna back up a little bit and start on the bottom of 95B. About four lines from the bottom of the Daf. Well, we could be at we could actually count it and tell you exactly how much. It is five lines from the bottom of the Daf. Before we get started, uh, just a little background because we're going to be doing wine for a little bit more. And last week we did wine and all this talk about how much, what percentage of the wine one should expect, the buyer should expect to be bad. So a little bit about wine in late antiquity. This is from Reed Mittenbuehler's review of Peter Lukacs's Inventing Wine in Serious Eats, a culinary magazine, not a historical magazine, but Reed Mittenbuehler writes the following based on Peter Lukacs' research. Quote, what did wine taste like thousands of years ago? Nasty, with underlying notes of totally gross. A typical wine from ancient times would have had a nose redolent of tree sap, giving way to a salty palate and yielded a finish that could only charitably be compared to a floor tile in a public restroom. End quote. So there you have it. There's apparently had a lot to do with the fact that they didn't understand the relationship or the effect of, of oxygen on the winemaking process and other things. Therefore, wine was flavored a lot in order to drown out the taste of the wine itself, other kind of things. But most wine was terrible, and therefore it was to be expected that a lot of wine went really bad. And therefore, we have these levels of wine. There was good wine, but most of the wine that people drank all the time was bad wine. 
There's also another myth that people drank so much wine because the water was bad, but that's, as I say, a myth. People drank water. Also, they just liked wine, and they thought wine was refreshing. And the wine was very much diluted, so it wasn't full-strength wine, because full-strength wine, the full-strength wine back then could have killed you. And actually, the halachic term to pour wine, limzog, actually means to mix wine, to mix wine together, because most wine in late antiquity was mixed with water, was diluted to a large extent, so that it was palatable. Okay, and we start here with a dispute between Rav Yehuda and Rav Chista, Babylonian Amoraim. Amor of Yehuda, Yehuda said, Wine that's sold in a store, one blesses it with the blessing Borei Priagafen, one who created the fruit of the vine, meaning that it is actually wine, because most drinks just get your your shakol, which is your all-inclusive blessing. Um, but if it is wine, which is a special drink, a higher level of drink, then it gets the Borei Priagafen. Rav Chistamar, Gabe Chamra de Akris Lameli. If it's wine that actually has been ruined or became vinegar, then why would I make a special blessing over it? It is no longer considered wine. And this the implication here is that wine that's sold in a store is terrible wine. Meitve. So a challenge is posed based on the following text. Bread that has gone moldy, wine that went bad, a cooked dish whose form is no longer uh, available or form has changed and leaving it to your imagination. Over those things, people say the bracha, the blessing is that lowest level blessing, meaning that it's not actually a, a unique thing. So you don't say hamotzi on the bread, you don't say on the wine, and you don't say mizonot on the, or some other blessing on the cooked Dish. Amar Avzid. Avzid said about this. Modei Rav Yehuda bepursima de mizdaben akarnata. Rav Yehuda, who said you make a bar even for store-bought wine, admits that with pursima, which is the worst type of wine ever, that's sold on the street corner, you make a shakol. The, the blessing that you say is the lowest blessing. Amar Le, or the most inclusive blessing. Amar Le, Abayel Rav Yosef. said to Rav Yosef, Harav Yehuda, Harav Chista, Mar Kamansirale. So now we have these two opinions, one Rav Yehuda, one Rav Chista. Who do you, Rav Yosef, agree with? Amar Matznita Yadana. So, kind of tricky. He says, I know the Mishnah. Ditanya, which teaches, Habodeik et hachavit liot mafrish alaha trumav. When one checks a barrel in order to separate from it the truma gift to the Kohen, to the priest, and then he walks away and he comes back and it's found that this barrel is now vinegar. So what do you do? Call Gimel Yom Vaday. So all three days it is definite. After that, it is doubtful. So my Kamar, what does that mean? That is definite and is doubtful. Definite and doubtful what? I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Said, this is what it means. All three first days, it is definite. When it says it is definite, what is it definite? It is definitely wine. From then on, it is doubtful whether it is wine. So the first three days, you check it, wine. First three days, wine. My time, why? What's the reason that we say that? That is definitely wine. Because wine 
goes bad from the top. And this guy tasted it from the top, and it wasn't vinegary. So therefore, it would have taken at least three days for it to become vinegary, and so therefore, the first three days, it was definitely wine. And if you want to say that after he tasted it, then it went bad. So it would have it would have smelled of vinegar but tasted like wine. And anything whose all all barrels whose smell is vinegar and whose taste is wine is still considered wine. So that's why the first three days it's definitely wine. And from after that, it's doubtful. It's in doubt. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Amar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said, "Kol gimel yamim achronim v'day chometz mikanu lahalan safek." The last three days, in other words, once you taste it, and it is definitely vinegar. So the three days before that is definitely vinegar, and prior to that, it is in doubt. My tama, what's the reason? Chamer mitatayakar. So wine becomes vinegar from the bottom, not from the top, and therefore. If you taste it and it is vinegar, so that means it's already worked its way all the way up to the top. And so why don't we say that it became vinegar and he didn't know about it? If you're going to say that it becomes vinegar from the top, but he tasted it and it wasn't and it wasn't vinegary. And maybe after he tasted it, it became vinegary. So that means that it smelled of vinegar, but it tasted of wine. And if it's if it smells vinegary, but it tastes like wine, so it is vinegar because it comes up from the bottom. Daromai, folks from Darom, was the name of a city. Matnu Mishmed Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said in the name of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Rishonim Vadayayin, Achronim Vaday Chometz, Emtsayim Safek. So the first days were definitely wine, and the last days were definitely vinegar, and the middle days are in doubt. Hagufakasha, this itself is a problem. Amrit Rishonim Vadayayin, you said the first days are definitely wine. Amareche Chala Vitame Chamra. Chamra. But if its smell is vinegar and its taste is wine, so then it's definitely wine. And if afterwards you said that the last days are definitely vinegar. If something smells of vinegar and tastes like wine, it's definitely vinegar. So you have a contradiction, right? Because you both of them, you're saying that it's it smells vinegary and it tastes like wine. But if that's in the first days, then it becomes definitely wine. The last days becomes definitely vinegar. So how do you how do you reconcile the two? So no, that's only talking about when it is strongly vinegar at the end. So then it must have been vinegar earlier. Because if it had not become vinegar three days earlier, it would not have been strongly vinegary now. Command Pashatlay. So who is the Allah like? Pliba Rav Mari Razid. Rav Mari and Razid dispute. Khanamar Krab Yochan or Khanamar Krib Shubin Levi. One of them says that Allah is like Rab Yochan. The other one says that Allah is like Rib Shubin Levi. So at issue in this debate is whether the wine used to separate Truma was effective, since it must be wine and not vinegar. Since even though one can tithe wine for vinegar, since it is better 
to worse. In other words, you're tithing that which is better, wine, on that which is worse, vinegar. One cannot tithe vinegar for wine since it is worse for better. And that's the Me'iri. During the first three days, it definitely is wine, and therefore it can be used for truma purposes, according to Rabbi Yochanan. There's an assumption that it takes at least three days for wine to go bad. The Rashbam says that, and we see that this assumption will play out in the rest of the sugya. Now, in terms of souring, the word akar, the Rashbam suggests that it means souring. Everybody says it means souring, but the Rashbam suggests it's because it's as in, as in it removed from it the taste of wine. Akar literally means to uproot. So akar means it removed the taste of wine, and what was left was vinegar. Have you ever come home from a long day of hectoring people on their way to the temple and thought to yourself, where do I go from here? I tell people that God doesn't want their sacrifices. I tell people that Assyria is going to crush their dreams and drag them off into slavery. But am I making a difference? Am I being heard? Do you ever look enviously at the big guys who made it into the book, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and think, what do they have that I don't? Well, sure, they write better than me. Their righteous rage is also touched by a sublime poetry. But what about Zechariah? Nobody understands what he's saying. And there he is, one of the 12. What's that all about? Well, we're here to tell you that it's not your fault. Babu Ben Pakui Prophet's representation will get you where you know that God wants you to be. We are a Prophets-only Canon Inclusion Representation Agency. Make sure your righteous rage gets the audience it deserves with BBPR. And only for listeners of this podcast, if you contact us now, you'll get a free consultation. Call us at 1-800-PROFITS-REP. That's 1-800-PROFITS-REP. Tell them Dov Shui sent you. It's Mar. Now we have a no, another text, still dealing with wine, but dealing with wine in, in a way that we should remember that it's familiar from talking about sales and when does something move from the ownership of the seller to the ownership of the buyer. We had that before when we talked about selling grains and when it's measured out in the vessel, the basket, the whatever of the owner, then when does it become the buyer's? But let's say it's in the domain of the buyer. Does that make a difference in when it moves? And if it's a boat and it's in a slip, does when it's, and how do you move it from one place to the other? So all those questions, which we had earlier, are now being asked about wine in a very specific way. Wine, and of course, as we know, it's all spoiled wine or wine that spoils. It's mar. It is taught. One who sells a barrel of wine to one's fellow, and it became vinegar. Amarav, Rav says, The first three days, it is still considered in the domain of the seller. From then, from then on, is considered in the domain of the buyer. And Shmuel says that wine become, jumps around on the shoulder of its owner. So it's actually when it got bad, apparently, when it was carrying the barrel on the shoulder. So what does that mean? So Chamra Katva de Mare Shabar is not a straightforward statement. It might have been a folk saying or something. But because it literally means what I said, on the, the wine jumps around on the shoulder of its owner. Rashbam ties this to the upcoming sugya on 98a, in which Rebchia says, Chamra mazale damare garam, that, that the astrological sign of the owner of the wine causes it to become bad or not. Therefore, Shmuel holds that it is the buyer's responsibility, right? That's why Shmuel says, Chamra akat damare shabar, meaning that it is the buyer's responsibility and uh, that it went bad because it's his astrological sign. Tos would say... Nah. 
for the following reasons. One, if that was the reason, then the Gemara would have said that, that is, that it's the astrological sign that causes it to go bad, and not that it's bouncing around on the shoulder. Two, on 98a, the Gemara would have cited Shmuel as being part of the dispute and Rabchia Bar Abba not being part of the dispute, or both of them being part of the dispute, but rather it cites Rabchia Bar Abba, not Shmuel, but Shmuel is earlier. Three, there is no reason if the rule is that wine never spoils within three days that it will spoil because of the astrological sign of the owner. Right? A little bit of science injected into the astrology. So, Rabbeinu Tam, one of the major folks in the Tosafist school, 13th century northern France, where they knew a little bit about wine, Rabbeinu Tam says that it just means that when the buyer has the barrel on his shoulder, it bounces around and speeds up the vinegaring process. I don't know if vinegaring is a word, but it should be. Okay, Ava Rav Yosef, we're back to the discussion. Ava Rav Yosef, Uvda Kivate Dirav Bishachor. Rav Yosef decided the halacha according to Rav when it's talking about non grape alcoholic drink. And according to Shmuel, in grape wine, with grape wine. And the Stam tells us that the halacha actually is according to Shmuel, and so therefore it is the buyer's responsibility if the wine goes bad. There is another text that teaches. So we're back to the original discussion that we had earlier between Rabbi Huda and Chista about what's the blessing that we make over different types of alcoholic beverage. So here the first opinion says that date wine and barley wine and the dregs of grape wine, the blessing that one makes over them is a shakol, the kind of lowest, the most inclusive Blessing. So the dreg, dregs that have the taste of wine, they still get the Borei Priyagafen blessing, the creator of the fruit of the vine blessing. So both Rabba and Rav Yosef say that the Allah is not like the Acherim, but rather like the first opinion, which says that you make the blessing shahakol. Alma Rava, the generation after Rabba and Rav Yosef, Rava says, Everybody agrees that if you pour three, three measures of water into the dregs and you are able to remove four measures, then it is wine. And so if you add three measures of water to the dregs and you remove four measures, then it is wine. Rava Latame. This is Rava's, according to his own reasoning. Dama Rava. For Rava said, Kol chamra dladari al chad tzlat maya lav chamrahu. Any wine which cannot sustain an admixture of three times as much water is not wine. Rama tlata ba'ata tlata lo klumu. So if you pour in three and all you can take out is three, three measures of whatever that mixture is, so that's nothing, it's not wine. Key pligi, so you have three, you take out four, that's wine. Three, you take out three, not wine. Key pligi, derama tlata ba'ata tlata opaga. So the, the dispute is when you pour in three and you remove three and a half. So you remove one half extra, not a whole not a whole measure extra. Drabanan Savri, the rabbis teach, Tlata Ayel, Tlata Nafik, Pashle Palga. So you poured in three, you took out three, and you had an extra half left over. Upalga, Bishita, Palge Maya, Vilav Klumu. So therefore you have a half in six halves, and that's nothing. One half, so it's less than a sixth, it's nothing. 
v'acherim savri, and the others hold, tzlata ul, train upaga nafik. You pour in three, you, you, you insert three. Train upaga nafik, and you remove two and a half. Pashle kuza. So you remove a jar's worth of, of, of liquid. Bekuza betrei upaga chamram alyahu. And one jar plus two and a half measures of wine is considered good wine. That much is good. So we have a machloket between the, uh, the rabbis and others around if you pour in three and you get three and a half out, whether or not that's considered wine. And the rabbis hold that it is considered wine. And we're going to stop here. There you go. Thank you for joining me in the Beit Midrash in the Closet. My name is Aryeh Cohen. You can follow me on Twitter at Irmiklat, I-R-M-I-K-L-A-T. As long as the Bird app is still operating. Thank you so much, as always, to my Chavruta Shalata from Robert. Thank you to my amazing producer, Eli Unger Sargon. Please check out his podcast, Four Cubits. Thank you to the communications team here at Dashui Shachar Cohen Hodos. Hope to see you next week. Bring a friend, come around, join the table. The Pay Midrash in the Closet. Dashui, stay healthy, stay safe. See you next time.